Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer for Alpha, and I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Petra Puskarova, who's our European Energy Risk Manager. Petra, we quite often start with gas, so let's do so again. There's some interesting developments, aren't there, recently, both in availability of gas coming from America and Nord Stream gas that's still coming in into Western Europe. So, so what's the current situation? There were two big headlines that drove gas prices over past um, week. It was the explosion in Freeport, Texas, that initially was looking to interrupt uh, gas deliveries into Europe for only around three weeks. But it looks like there is going to be outages and lack of export until at least end of this year. And on the top of that yesterday, we saw some decreases in uh, terms of flows on Nord Stream 1, but it has been confirmed yesterday that those increases are actually related to issues on the compressor uh, on this pipeline, which will need fixing potentially ahead of the plant maintenance and could see prolonged period of lower flows on Nord Stream 1. Right. And of course, um, you know, despite attempts to reduce dependence on Russian gas, uh, both uh, as a matter of choice and, and necessity in, in Europe, those Nord Stream flows are pretty important. But there's some good news, I, I gather, in terms of the amount of gas that's already available in, in safely in within uh, storage in Europe. Yes, so uh, Europe is currently looking at the cover at around 52% uh, across most of the countries. Of course, UK being the outstanding one as it's currently already full, but due to the fact that the storage is only a near uh, near term storage, uh, it's not a long term one. Overall, the injection continues. Of course, these decreases in flows and potential for some LNG cargoes uh, being diverted away from Europe into Asia because of their demand now in increasing could potentially slow the injection down, but uh, things are still looking all right in terms of meeting the 80% by end of Q3. Well, that's something of a comfort. I don't think anyone should assume that having a large amount of gas in storage means that the problems have gone away, uh, but it does reduce some of the risks, uh, particularly if there's physical disruption to Russian gas getting into the system. And on the subject of, of, of LNG, I mean, there are stories about at the moment of cargoes circulating around the UK and other parts of Europe, as you say, waiting to see whether whether Europe's the best destination or whether, you know, they'll be diverted to, to the Asian market. And, you, you know, it's not a cost-free thing to do, is it? Presumably cargoes are only waiting like that because there's a very real possibility of making more money somewhere else. It is. The Freeport uh, interruption is actually quite likely to kick off some price war between Europe and Asia for this summer. It will be interesting to see how it, it plays out. Uh, Asian prices were increasing over the past few weeks on approaching uh, peak cooling period and they jumped very significantly over the recent headlines. So once the market settles and the headline washes away, it will be interesting to see at which price buyers will be willing to pay for gas. 
I think it's going to be very interesting to reflect on this situation in the months and years to come because Europe has moved very much away from long-term contracting and more more dependence on uh, you know spot cargoes and so on as the UK did to to an extent beforehand and one wonders whether the balance hasn't sort of tipped a bit too far in that direction it's a good thing not to be locked in with too many long-term contracts but as we've ex- experienced recently you know exposure to to the spot market to depend on cargoes coming here if you want to outbid the rest of the world they can arrive but that can prove quite expensive can't it so do you think you know all sorts of strategies from suppliers and governments are being re-examined at the moment yes they are this is again a confirmation of how the energy supply into Europe needs to be a sort of a balanced situation. Immediate move from away from Russian pipeline gas into LNG is not possible. We've seen that quick switch between spot and longer term contracts was also a quite challenging thing to implement over over the past few months. Overall, whether it's short term or longer term contract, gas continues to come into Europe. But as you also mentioned previously, it is coming at substantial prices. Right. Uh, indeed, the price problem remains there with oil, albeit on a slightly different level. And, and what what are the latest developments in the oil market? Talk of um, you know, releasing volumes from strategic reserves and, and, and market levels being tested, I gather. Oil's becoming more volatile over the past two days, over the past few days. Uh, we've seen tests at uh, multi-week highs, around $125 per barrel, but we've also seen uh, some tests sort of uh, below $120 per barrel. So there is a good established $4 to $5 uh, trading range that oil is doing during the session. The reason for these moves are mixed signals. Market is tighter, but on the other hand, there are are some implications that could come from policymakers in terms of Fed potentially hiking interest rates uh, these days. And there are talks about the potential of implementation of a new tax that would impact any excess profits from oil. That's an interesting one to watch. And turning now to carbon, where prices have been quite resilient amid all the turmoil in in, in the fossil fuel markets, what's the latest news there and the prospects for, um, you know, further changes in the European market? Uh, carbon is extremely range-bound at the moment. It's trading quite technically. We did have a maybe bigger jump than we originally estimated uh, on during the session on Tuesday, but that was mostly driven by gas and the headlines that drove the gas price. Overall, carbon market is currently waiting and watching if the vote uh, within European Parliament about the ETS reform will go through next week. The expectation is that it will and that the compromise uh, will be found. On that basis, we would expect potentially high volatility and increase in carbon price next week. That's another one to watch and, and a reminder, of course, that uh, although it is a carbon market, it's a, a politically constructed market in certain ways and, and, and constrained by regulations driven by the Parliament and the Commission and so on. And lastly, power. We've had a lot of news uh, recently about the extended outages on, on the French nuclear fleet. Any developments there? Any good news about when we might see some of that coming back into production? No good news uh, and no bad news. (laughs) Actually, we are now looking at first proper heatwave in uh, Europe and so far we have not seen any unexpected outage on the top of those that we already know about. There was no significant 
improvement in the situation. But the one to watch is, of course, weather and quite significantly low river levels around in France. So risks are still on the table. Everything will depend on weather, which unfortunately we cannot forecast. The good news is that there were no bad development in terms of the prospect of the increasing uh, availability going into next winter. Right, and the, and the significance of the river levels, I think, is because France has a, a fairly large number of uh, nuclear plants uh, cooled by river water, exactly. uh, which is more sensitive to temperature and, and, and flow constraints and so on than those that are, that are based on the coast. Uh, and the last thing we need is even more, more of the fleet out of action. On the other hand, at the time when energy is needed for cooling, solar is producing an awful lot of power. So what's, what's the latest on um, solar and, and wind as well across Europe? Are the power outputs um, re remaining reasonably high? This week was quite low in terms of wind generation that added some um, fuel to, to spot prices across uh, Europe. Of course, at the moment, solar is delivering quite substantial and substantial and significant volumes. Maybe one point to watch uh, in terms of European baseload was the recent change and the implementation of a gas price cap in, in Spain and in Iberian market, which to a certain extent failed to deliver the expected result. Government was actually looking to see base load uh, falling towards 130 euros per megawatt hour following the implementation of the cap but on the first trading traded day with the cap being implemented the base load still settled somewhere around 160 euros per megawatt hour sort of guidance on this topic was that we need to wait a little bit to see how the market digests this new tool and to wait for a period when wind is stronger and Spain is not so dependent on gas burn. Right, well, uh, let's hope there's um, a strong renewable output over the months ahead. That's good for conserving gas and, and taking the pressure off uh, the remaining um, firm elements of European power generation. And, and as a last comment, what's your hunch for the winter ahead? Uh, do forward prices suggest there's a really big risk premium in the market or, or do you think we should be okay at a price? Well, until, until the headlines change the direction of the, in the market over over past two days, we were seeing quite significant correction in in front year power curve across Europe. So this downside was mostly driven by weaker carbon and weaker coal. Those prices, I think, still have some potential for downside, which potentially now will take a little bit longer due to increases in gas. Uh, the good news is that prices did not get out of previous trading ranges. So we do not have new historical highs despite the recent volatility. In terms of gas, of course, near-term gas prices jumped, especially for front month and front quarter following the Nord Stream 1 and Freeport news. Frontier increased, but again, good news is that it's still within the previous range. I expect that prices could get under significant pressure and see some downside once we are past the maintenance period and once Europe sees a more gas in storage, which is likely to continue to increase. Well, thank you, Petra. That's a mildly optimistic note on which to end. I hope your hunch is right and that, uh, you know, perhaps we've been through the worst, although I hesitate to say that. Uh, who knows what might happen next? And, uh, you know, maybe we might see some uh, elements of relief for consumers in the months ahead. So thank you for explaining all of that. I hope you found it interesting too. If you'd like to find out more, do visit our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK and have a look at our reports there. And we hope you're able to join us again for a podcast very soon.